Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project Podcast. I am Joe, joined by Mel. We had a special short episode for you today. Welcome back to the Strong Family Project Podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment. To get ahead of the questions that we get on YouTube, uh, yeah, we're recording them on the same day. I'm wearing the same shirt. Just changing my hats so I can know which videos to edit, <laughs> go with which topics. It's a tip of the pros, but I know as our YouTube channel has grown so much that people will notice the handful of videos where I'm wearing the same shirt, rotating hats. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Today, we're going to share a couple things with you on these powerful, almost organic moments that probably exist in your family. We'll share an example of one of ours and the impact it's made with our kids. But first, we're going to do a little segue because we've been just knocking out these episodes today. We haven't paused to take a breath and share one of those new segments that people have enjoyed. My question for you, Mel, what is your least favorite exercise you've done in the last two weeks? <laughs> it's going to be the hanging basket <laughs> because you told me it was a core exercise, but my back, like my upper body always like screams the next day. I do not enjoy those. But you also get sore arms from box jumps. So I think it's your body. And I not really have to science. swing to get myself up there. <laughs> but I enjoy the box jumps. See, I'm not going to complain about that one. My favorite exercise time in the last couple of weeks was probably on a ruck with my friend Vince. We did about five and a half, six hours with some weighted vests on when I was in New Jersey. Weighted bags on. And out of that time, maybe we talked 30 to 60 minutes and just walked in silence the rest and appreciated the time together. And we talked about family life and some things that we'll share with you on a future podcast came out of those conversations. But I like exercise with a little bit of a, a purpose. And I also am a big fan of shenanigans, talk a lot of smack when it comes to exercise, joking, jokingly, and get myself into lots of challenges because of that from racing my team at a, uh, 400 meter track when after a speaking event they went and found a track and we had to all race each other loser had to go to the conference the next day and admit on stage who the winners were <laughs> and so i had to do that i had to do the rock with vince which i enjoyed and just getting myself in a lot of shenanigans so it's been enjoyable i need a little recovery time but when it happens you switched it up though you asked me what my least favorite was and then you answered with your favorite so my favorite is my least favorite was the same my ankles got all Seriously? swollen. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. That's okay. I'll go with my question. What is a new hobby you've taken up? Sprinting. Lovely. <laughs> I wonder how many people would say that. I like to set these mini goals that serve a bigger picture. So I want a long-term healthy life. I know that maintaining some muscle is a critical driver to long-term health because if you do things like walk down a flight of stairs, you need to have the leg muscle mass. You don't go falling and, and break a bone. And that really uh, accelerates the aging process in terms of lifespan when that happens. That all being said, my goal is to run 400 meters in under 60 seconds. 6'5", 235, it hasn't been that easy. And it's not like reliving my glory days because I've never had these glory days. Never done it. So far, I've been training now my hobby for three to four weeks on it and got it down to 108 and just haven't been able to nudge it much far f further forward. So I'm going to continue this hobby until the snow flies to see if I can get it. For me, it's uh, bird watching, but maybe more accurately, bird feeder watching. <laughs> <laughs> I had my bird feeder on the front 
which is like near the ground and the bears kept getting it and I don't want them to break our window. So I moved it to the back porch, which is like elevated. And I just really enjoy watching them. Yesterday I saw a cool bird and I have my bird book so I can identify them. It was an evening grosbeak with a really funny yellow unibrow. And the other cool thing is the, the kids are learning the names too. They're like, mom, look, it's a pine siskin or mom, look, it's this. And it just brings me joy to watch them. They're just cute when they eat. And now they drop some seeds and a little chipmunk comes and eats them too. So I get my little nature outside the window and I appreciate that. It's always those online memes, the old memes that are like, oh, you're old when you get more entertainment from a bird feeder than you do Netflix. Listen, that's, it's underrated. It's really fun. I don't even watch TV anymore. I just look at my bird feeder and I read some books. I think there's some wisdom to what old people do. When you're yeah. younger, you make fun of it, but they've lived a lot of life and they're, they're finding some things that are more valuable. Bird feeders, rocking chairs, great time. Henry's always teasing me for being old. So I'm 41, but he's always like, you're 41 million. And then we go back and forth with jokes in the summer journal. And my joke yesterday was, your mom is so old that she had to pre-order the Bible. And I like, I just laugh at myself. Like, I love it. And that was like his favorite joke because I'm just poking fun at myself. But I enjoy these old things and I'm okay with that. It's almost like old people are prioritized better. So if looking at birds and reading over watching TV is considered old, I'll take it. So today's topic, <laughs> before we lose Mel to our midday nap time. <laughs> Stop it. We get a lot of very specific questions on when a situation goes wrong. What are the, what's the thing to say and fix it? And unfortunately, yeah, there's some band-aid fixes you can throw on a situation, but a lot of it speaks to your family culture that needs to be ongoing. And so I have a list of questions that we receive things like, how do I motivate a lazy kid? 10 tips guaranteed to work for that. How to teach a kid public speaking. Coping skills for kids, how to teach kids how to manage emotions, things like that that come up. And yeah, it's going to be more than a simple answer. It's basically spending a lot of time together and role modeling these behaviors and giving them an opportunity to work through them with your guidance. We've been spending a lot of time sitting on the porch, which is another elderly activity that Mel <laughs> loves. But it was an opportunity we found in our family because we would have dinner and then we do our post-dinner routine, which is about a 10-minute walk. Helps with digestion. It's one of our health habits. It helps us debrief from the day. Mel and I going out together. We walk to get our mailbox. It's like half a mile away up here in the mountain. We walk to the other end of the road. If we're having a real good conversation, we go a little bit longer. And then when we come back, the kids are often sitting on the porch because Mel has designed it intentionally as a great sit-down hangout place. And I'll let you talk about that in your hammock life a little bit. <laughs> I do love hammock life. So we have this one hammock where it's for one person to sit, but it's like an extra large. So you can sit up in it, but lay back, whatever. And then the kids love to swing on it. And we had another sit, seat next to it that just wasn't as comfortable. So recently I decided, why don't I just buy a second one of the swings that they enjoy? And it happened to be like half the price that it used to be, which was awesome. So as soon as it arrived, we hung it up there and it just created the situation where the kids want to be outside on the porch more. And it created an opportunity for us to hang out there a lot more. And we've always enjoyed that porch. We call it the hangout porch, but we haven't really spent as much time. And a piece of that was, I think, the seating. So we wanted to create this situation where it's comfortable for everyone to sit and want to be out there. So a couple nights ago, we were having one of our Thursday no-tech days. And we were outside, 
And Joe and I had just gotten back from the walk and the kids were hanging out on the front porch. So we decided to join them. And it turned out to be this awesome hour long hangout where we were just together. Nobody was trying to go away and get on their phone or tech time or whatever individual activity they might want to prefer to do. But we were just spending time together. And one of our family values is wanting to be together. And we are always trying to seek out opportunities for that. And this one almost fell in our laps. And we just end up having so much fun together that you get to learn all those skills that you were mentioning. Public speaking, we're all contributing to conversations. Different topics might come up that might otherwise not have. We're just being together, having fun. And I think one of the most important things is that sometimes when you're bored, really cool things can happen. Magic can come out of boredom. So... What we're encouraging you through this message today is to find more opportunities to be together. And if it's uncomfortable, maybe you need like an icebreaker game. We used to always play, and we still do sometimes, charades. And that can lead to just wanting to be together. Or just having that space and that time at the end of the day to come together and spend time and enjoy each other's company. And after doing that for two nights in a row, the kids now crave it. They're like, are we going to do our porch sit again? Like it... It's something that we weren't planning, we weren't expecting, but based on our values, led us to that. And now we're encouraging it because it's just been wonderful for us as a family. We had great conversations. We, I get on my rants. The kids like it when I get on a good <laughs> rant. The most recent rants are on what people perceive as treats. Oh, you treat yourself. Treat your, it's your birthday. You should have eight pieces of cake. It's a treat. It's your birthday. It's a summer. You should have some ice cream. It's a treat. It's hot. <laughs> And so we play that game called treat or trap. Are they trying to trap you into doing something that's not good for you? Or is it really actually a treat? Like being able to go on a bike ride yourself and calm down or cool off or going in a hot tub or like those things, a little quiet moments, sometimes deep breath, meditate. Those things are treating themselves. Anyways, I'm going to get ranting. But that's just one of the games we started playing out there off the kids thinking it was funny and just by reinforcing a lot of our values. Everett threw a dance party last night. We're naming animals. He plays uh, dynamite and he gets to dance into it like these different animals, uh, which was an amazing finish to last night's hangout time. And th- yes, this is specific to our front porch, but here's the homework that I would like to assign you just like back in my teaching days. I think it'd be valuable to put a 15 to 30 minute timer on. If you haven't done it, start at 15. If, you've, if you're comfortable with it, go with 30. And just spend time in a room and see what happens. It's going to be amazing. And a lot of these things that we get asked are solved by that time you get to spend together. And yesterday, because I know you had some stuff to finish up in your office. And you were like, okay, I'll sit down for three to five minutes. And you gave that time frame. And it sounded so short and disappointing. But then honestly, an hour went by. And I think it was Henry that noticed. He said, Dad, you said you were only going to stay for three to five minutes. But I almost love that you said three to five minutes at the beginning because then he realized that time we were spending together was so much more valuable than whatever else you needed to do. He felt more valued. And that's a big piece of this, creating this culture where we all feel like we're all valued members of this family. And we show them that they, their time, even if it's silly or whatever, it was so much more valuable then, I don't know, going, finishing up an email or me leaving to go wash the dishes. I said three to five minutes because sometimes we get so tired. I'm so tired. I got to go to bed. I was feeling that. Mel had everything in the kitchen on. The oven was on, door open for no reason. The air fryer, fire going on, and it's 90 degrees out. It's probably 110 <laughs> in the kitchen. True. I walked through and got heat stroke. <laughs> oh my goodness. Felt lightheaded, felt sick. It was not feeling right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stick to my habit of the walk. 
all right, I'm sticking to my habit of sitting here for a few minutes. And the, the cool air helped calm down my heat stroke that you gave me. <laughs> and all of a sudden I felt better. And so even though I was acutely not feeling good in that moment, I still went through the process of my habits to see what would happen and if I would feel better. And I was able to cure myself from Mel almost taking me out and was able to hang out longer. I think you got it from cooking the steak. You might have been too Forgot. close to the barbecue. The barbecue was on. There was no fire. Oven was on. <laughs> she was air frying like nothing, like a piece of garlic at 110, 20 degrees in there to smush a piece of garlic on a piece <laughs> of bread. It was outrageous. It was hot. I had gotten sunburned a little bit from my sprinting hobby, going to the track on the way in the middle of the day. Oh, what a day. <laughs> but here's the thing. You stuck to certain habits to see if it would pull you through. And then in the end, we got this almost bonus family time that we didn't plan. And now that we experienced that for a couple nights, it makes us want to repeat it. It's like those wins that you stack up creates the repetition. So now the kids might prefer and want to do that instead of rushing off to their bedtime routine. Leave special the people food. with one last thought. Find opportunities to create special family time. Thank you for listening to another episode. Visit us at strongfamilyproject.com where we have a lot of the high-level strategies there for you for free on the Strong Family Path. It's the free download you can get right from the website. Press follow on your favorite podcast player or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and that little notification bell because we're dropping a ton of videos out right now. We're doing five or six a week. So high quality, high quantity of content coming out. Don't miss any. There's a lot of short form stuff on YouTube, so go ahead and follow us over there at strongfamilyproject.com. Have a great day.